Let yourself become lost in a beautiful love story set in an enchanting place. Sit back, relax, and grab your passport. Your adventure begins now. Take a trip with me. I got some things you want to see, girl. Welcome back to another episode of Love and Passports. I'm your host, Dana Givens, and for this week's destination, we're heading down to South America to one of my favorite countries to visit, Colombia. So I traveled to Colombia back in 2016 for my birthday with my boyfriend. We went to visit Medellin and Cartagena. We stayed for a week, and it was the one of the most memorable travel experiences we got to share together. It was a very um, special trip for both of us, so we're going to be talking all about that. We also have a special guest this week. The wonderful Kim Smith of Black Travel Culture will be joining us this episode. We're going to be talking about her experiences in Cartagena and her trip specifically to Palique, and we're going to be talking more about that and its connection to Afro-Colombian culture. So the short story for this week is titled Love in the Old City. It's actually based on my own experience going out with my boyfriend in the old city in Cartagena. The theme was magical realism, and that's a common motif in Colombia and its literature. In the opening monologue, I'm going to mention a quote from author Gabriel Garcia Marquez. He is a very well-known Colombian um, author, and he is considered one of the greatest voices in Spanish literature. He's very well known for using magical realism in all his literary works. His most famous works include Love in the Time of Cholera, some of you may remember the movie, and 100 Years of Solitude. So in honor of our literary theme, I wanted to our story this week to try and capture some of that same magic. And for a brief moment, you are going to feel like you're really in Cartagena. So sit back and relax. Here's our short story of the week. Enjoy. Imagine a place where magic was real. A city so rich in culture that it was lost between fantasy and reality. Cartagena was that city. There have been so many stories written about this place. When dreaming about Cartagena, I think about the beautiful words of author Gabriel Garcia Marquez. What matters in life is not what happens to you but what you remember and how you remember it. For us, it was a place where lovers can write their own love stories. And tonight, we will be writing our own. Our night had begun with a ride on a lively Chiva bus. All you can hear was the loud, joyous cheers of both locals and tourists singing their own chants in their drunken stumper, riding through the night. My boyfriend and I had spent the whole day exploring the city, sitting out on the shores of Boco Grande while enjoying fresh seafood and a nice cold beer. From the moment we touched down in the city, we indulged in everything Cartagena had to offer. We put our drinks in the air and our contagious laughter vibrated out into the streets into the heavy traffic. Everyone had become lost in the moment and so had we. 
Our hands were joined together and we took part in the festive drinking songs with the rest of the bus. The party had just started, but it already felt like we had been driving around Boco Grande for hours. You can see the skyline from the water. I watched how the light danced off the darkness. The small bus whipped through the streets and our bodies moved with it. We left the city center and began to enter the old city. The bus dropped us off at a nearby bar for the second party of the night. The aroma of fried arepas filled my nostrils as they began to hand us our food, and I gladly savored its taste and washed it down with more local beer. Some people went inside to continue their night of dancing, but we had other plans. My boyfriend grabbed my hand and we wandered off into the causal street. We both had wanted to see what the city had to offer. The old city had become a playground at night. The local bars were filled with patrons, and you can see the thin veil of smoke followed by the sizzling sounds of meat cooking on an open grill from, this, from the local street carts. We were both excited. It was an open party in the streets, and you can hear everyone cheering around us. That's when I first heard it, the faint sounds of drums in the background. I didn't know where it was coming from but we both can feel the faint pounding in the distance. Where could it be coming from? It felt like it was calling us, commanding us to follow it. We walked through the narrow streets following the sound of the roaring drums. It was leading us somewhere. And that's when we arrived at the open square. A modest amount of people had gathered around two men, pounding their hands into the tribal drums. No one had moved. Everyone was still, our hearts moving with the rhythm. My grip on his hand grew tighter as we stood there and also watched on with the crowd. A strange energy took hold of both our bodies and I closed my eyes. The rest of the crowd was still. The rhythm grew faster. Our hands were still locked together. When the sounds had reached its climax, everything stopped. And when I opened my eyes, they were gone. Everyone was walking around us as if nothing had ever happened. And the sound of the drums had left. We, we looked around to see if there was anything there, but there was nothing. They had disappeared. Their presence evaporated into the air. Was it all a dream? Was any of it real? We walked out into the open square and moved closer to the old fortress, illuminated by a sea of soft lights. When I looked around, everything had went to normal. I decided I should move on too. Just at that moment, a crack of thunder could be heard from above. The night sky had become blanketed by a sea of neon lights. It was a fireworks show. My boyfriend had embraced me tightly. I laid my head against his chest and we looked up to the sky together. The beautiful display of lights was further proof of how magical this place was. I closed my eyes again, and for a moment, I could faintly hear the chanting of the tribal percussions once more. It was the spirit of the old city talking to me, telling me its story through the raw drumming. We had both fallen in love with Cartagena and all its wonder. The memory of the people and our experiences here would give birth to its own love story of two lovers who found magic in the old city.
Hey everyone, welcome back to Love and Passports. I'm here with the lovely Kim Smith, creator of Black Travel Culture. It's a travel community for African-American travelers. Kim comes from a very successful background in media and marketing, and her love of travel influenced her to create Black Travel Culture. And it was to connect with other Black travelers and plan group trips all over the world. And her next stop just so happens to be Cartagena, Colombia this October. So Kim, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Dana. And the last time we saw each other was in March for the Black Travel Talks. Tell our listeners what's that about. Yeah, so um, Black Travel Talks is falls under the umbrella of Black Travel Culture. And um, I thought it was very important to do more than just um, live on social media or, you know, have people just find us but not be able to touch and feel us. So Black Travel Talks was created to bring the community of Black travelers, rather you're an influencer, if you're just someone who travels you know, as a passion or someone who's looking for information on how to travel, we come together um, with a group of experts um, so that you know our audience is able to sit down, learn from, and um, be inspired to really get out there and um, travel more and travel with a purpose. Okay, so what made you want to go to Cartagena? Well, <laughs> Dana, <laughs> funny you should ask. Um, every year I actually travel, you know, for my birthday, which is in May. And um, it just so happened that the stars aligned and I'm doing research and I come across this wonderful, uh, wonderful article um, by you, Dana, in oh. Travel and Leisure. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, um, so correct me if I'm wrong in the exact title, but the topic was about um, experiencing Black history all across the world. Mm -hmm. And um, you wrote an amazing article about Cartagena. And I literally was sold. I mean, I, I think that Cartagena should give you a commission <laughs> on um, inspiring people who really want to experience the diaspora or the influence of the diaspora across the world. Um, and Colombia or Cartagena was someplace that I just never really had thought about visiting before. But after reading your article, it literally just it was no question that that's where I was going to go for my birthday. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, the article she's talking about is how to celebrate black history around the world. And I did that for travel and leisure in 2017. <laughs> and essentially, my last trip to Cartagena was in 2016 for my birthday. And me and my boyfriend went in April. And I was just determined for us to go on a trip together. And I wanted to pick a place that I've always wanted to go to. And Colombia was one of the countries I studied a lot um, during my undergrad. I was an international studies major. Um, excuse me, minor. Let me not myself. <laughs> I was in business. So, um, but Cartagena specifically had a very rich also African um, just heritage and culture when it came to the African diaspora. And I always wanted to travel there. So when the time came to plan a trip, and me and my boyfriend talked about it. I told him I want to go to Colombia for my birthday. He rode with <laughs> me. And it was one of the best experiences we had together. It was really affordable for us. So that's a key thing too. Like the 
flights were affordable mm-hmm. the currency conversion mm-hmm. just worked in our favor we were a young couple just you know trying to immerse ourselves and it was great so kim have you um been to any other parts of colombia no i haven't i've only been to cartagena okay okay well the great thing about my trip was i got to start my trip in medellin Oh, I've, I've heard a lot about Medellin. Mm-hmm. Um, what well, was, we know the Narcos passed. Well, absolutely. <laughs> and one of my favorite HBO specials um, or HBO series, Entourage, <laughs> had a whole season. You know, I almost forgot all about that. <laughs> had a whole season about Medellin. So I was actually curious, but not curious enough to go. But yeah, so tell, what was that like? Well, I went during the height of the Narcos uh you know, show on Netflix. So I got every Pablo Escobar (laughs) pun and joke that you can imagine. But it was also like a golden time, I say, to go because at the time it was just kind of on this like upward, just this rise in tourism and tourists coming there because they were kind of coming out from that past. Okay, And the city just had a lot of off to offer so one thing I loved that my tour guide said it was like called like the city of like this endless spring because it always is kind of like the perfect temperature and I can honestly say that it is it was never kind of like too hot too cold it was kind of like this nice spring kind of just weather it was great and I stayed in the center so the city is like a valley so when you stay in the center, like it is this like beautiful views of like the buildings and like the hills. It's a very hilly city, so I'm letting y'all know. Get y'all walking <laughs> shoes ready. And it had a lot of local hotels. We I stayed at a hotel called the Sites Hotel, and this was in a neighborhood called El Plado, which was like the tourist center. It's more expensive by Colombian standards, but that's where a lot of like the international tourists, I would say, stay, and it's kind of where the more I would, it kind of like gets money driven. It's like their downtown, you can say. Okay. But we enjoyed it a lot. We actually got to travel outside too into coffee country, and okay. Guatepe. So a very popular thing you may see people on Instagram go to is called the um, the Rock of El Pino. And it's this giant rock. You've probably seen it everywhere on Instagram. It's yes. like 600. We went up 600 like steps Wow! to the top. But the view is amazing. Uh, yes, yes. That's a very popular Instagram. Yeah, I, was, I can say I was, one of, <laughs> well, yes. I was one of the early ones in there. <laughs> and wow. another really great thing about that trip is we went to a neighborhood called La Comuna 13. So a brief history about La Comuna 13, it was actually once ranked one of the most dangerous neighborhoods, not just in the country, but on the continent. It was very, very dangerous to go to. And we went actually with a group of young, very talented um, local artists that were also social activists. And they were showing us things that they were doing with the neighborhood through art and through hip hop. And they were showing us uh, just how they were giving back to their community. And oh, wow. it was a chance to just go completely outside of the tourist center. Did you and feel safe? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Honestly, Wonderful. like the artists we were with, you can, they were very in, like just integrated into the community. Okay. They cared a lot about the community, mm-hmm. like just the things that the initiatives they were doing to help younger kids kind of, you know, stay on the straight and narrow and get into different art programs, oh, wow. just do the tours bringing tourists there to show them like this is how we live 
outside of the center. It was a really, really great experience. But enough about Medellin. (laughs) Let's talk about what your first trip to Cartagena was like. Oh my gosh. Um, It's it's really hard to put into words, but I really (laughs) want your audience to know that if you ever have the opportunity to take a trip to Cartagena, please do yourself a favor. Um, My first experience um, started off a little rocky because I thought I was going to, you know, end up going solo because you know how that whole planning a trip thing goes. (laughs) And it's like you start off with 10 amazing friends and then, you know, three weeks exactly <laughs> three weeks before the actual departure date you have maybe one or two left and then departure date you may be by yourself um but it turned out that a, a friend from boston um was able to hold true <laughs> shout out to exactly. friend in boston <laughs> so it actually um turned out to be a great experience and i honestly think even if i would have went solo it would have been a great experience because um, that's just how connected I felt to the people of Cartagena and the, you know, just the the safety or, you know, just feeling um, basically like I was home, away from home in the city of um, Cartagena. So um, everything from, let's just talk about the affordability. (laughs) Um, The affordability, I think, you know, I converted $500 um, my first day, which netted me about 1.6 million pesos. Woo! <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I was definitely balling Cartagena because it is a- affordable. I mean, you no, can eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner there out and not spend more than $30. I mean, depending on, you know, where you eat. Now, if you go to some of the higher end restaurants, you'll spend a little more, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, one point six. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and one point six million will pesos will last you a very long time. And so, um, the conversion rate was amazing. The flight, you know, flying from New York to Cartagena was easy breezy. It was JetBlue. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, JetBlue has great deals. Copa Airlines has great deals. Yeah, yeah I was able to really take advantage of a great um, round trip fare on JetBlue and it was direct to and from. And mm-hmm. so um, that, you know, made the trip a lot smoother, but um, also the location of where I stayed the first part mm-hmm. of the trip. Um, stayed in the Wall City, which is the center of Cartagena. And you can find any and everything there from, you know, shopping to great restaurants, to nightlife, to salsa dancing, to, Hip hop just taking over the streets on any given night. It's a very um, lively city. It's a you say? very mm-hmm. very lively city, and you literally, um, if if you're not into sleep, <laughs> if you can go on and on and on, um, Cartagena is definitely a place for you. And since I was celebrating my birthday, yeah. <laughs> um, it was definitely an amazing experience. Um, and as a coffee lover, you know, I yes. am a coffee mm-hmm. lover. And so one of, the, <laughs> when I picked my top desti- destinations to travel, when I started traveling many years ago, I would look for not only, you know, the types of food they, you know, um, are famous for, but also where they were in this coffee game, because mm-hmm. not all destinations are created equal when it comes to um, coffee and Colombian coffee, I will say, 
It's between one and two. It's between one and two for my favorite coffee yeah. of um, all time. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there was just so many great experiences. I don't know if you want me to continue through everything. No, tell um, us, like, well, one, where did you stay? Because I stayed in Boca Grande. Okay, yeah. I haven't stayed in Boca Grande mm-hmm. yet, but in our with our upcoming trip, we're going to spend a couple nights in Boca Grande, which mm-hmm. is the newer part. I guess it's compared the to the wall, part. exactly yeah. compared to Wall City, it's the newer part of um, town. So I'm looking forward to that experience. But um, I stayed two places. I stayed in the Walled City mm-hmm. for the first. I'm gonna say four nights, and um, as I explained, the city is completely lit all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is such a lively city with so much to do. And I stayed at this hotel called. Um, forgive me if I mispronounce, but it's. Casa del Arzo Bisparo. Arzo, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and and I say hotel, but it's really a, a casa. It, it, it's it like is, a, yeah. a house. And um, it had a, you know, I think maybe like eight to ten rooms. And um, the upper level, it's only two floors. The upper level overlooked, uh, you know... I won't even call it a, it's not a swimming pool. It's really like a, you know, hangout pool and some beautiful lush greenery. And um, the people there really treat you like you're a member of their home, you know, like very attentive. Um, It came highly recommended. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And of course, uh, you have to do your own research and reviews and the reviews were stellar and outstanding and it was in the perfect location. And so... Um, I stayed there the first four nights. And then after that, we went a little further out. Well, I'll say a lot further out because it's about a 35 minute drive. There was a new hotel that had recently opened called the the Hilton Conrad. And if you're familiar with the Hilton properties, um, Conrad is, um, I think their most if it's not there, it's at the top it's of the luxury the top change. Brands. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, as a Hilton member, <laughs> I, you know, wanted to check it out, understanding that it wouldn't be as lit as Walt City because it's very remote and secluded. And it's once you go there, they expect you to stay on ground. So mm-hmm. they have the restaurants, they have the spa, they have their own private beach. Um, and so it was very it was a a different experience than the walled city Mm. but if it's your first time going i highly recommend the city life Um, i agree with that i think my regret the first time i went is that we didn't stay in the walled city we went pretty much a lot during our trip almost every night but we stayed in Boca Grande. While I did like Boca Grande, it was very centrally located. Mm-hmm. It was easy to get even, you know, if we didn't want to go to Wall City and go elsewhere in the city, it was very easy to get to everything. Mm-hmm. The airport was very close. Yes. So I did like it out of poor convenience, I would say. Okay. Even just also just basic traveler, just like kind of the cheap convenience stores and just the convenience of just like um the walled city is also more tourist driven in terms of prices oh okay slightly i would say so i would say when i say pricier to listeners i'm talking about maybe prices we're more accustomed to i would say like new york or like somewhat around there whereas boca grande you can kind of find more local slightly a little more inexpensive if you're not especially um by the big chain hotels that's another thing a lot of the big chain hotels were in Boca Grande so like my hotel was right by like the Intercontinental um you walked further down the Marriott 
So I would say if you are someone that, like someone like yourself, you got Hilton points, Mm -hmm. or, you know, some people are just more comfortable in a chain they, I would say, familiar with, Mm -hmm. that's a better option. But the Wall City just had great, um, whether it was bed and breakfasts, or just those smaller ones, like you mentioned where it's like it's really like a home honestly it's comfortable you you come out into this neighborhood and you kind of feel like you know you almost live there absolutely Mm -hmm. and that's what I will also say about um the people especially in the walled city um if if you know anyone who has family roots you know people of color you know that when somebody comes into your space you want to make them feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and homey and you know it's like my family my grandparents were from the south and so no one was a stranger once you walked through their you Mm -hmm. know front doors and they made sure you you know ate and you ate until you were full and that you you know left wanting when you left out the doors you wanted to come back and return and so that's the kind of energy that I felt especially um, in the walled city, where a lot of I think traditions hold seem to yes. have held on. Yes, and I'm not sure was it like that at Boca Grande, or is it more like is it more community, or did you feel that with the big hotel brand it was more commercial? I felt it was slightly more commercial. Okay, because it was like their downtown. It was a little more commercial driven. Okay, but you. I would say, like, once you kind of maybe left certain strips, it got a little more homely. But, like, if you weren't at the big hotels, like, for example, the beach is very regular. I would say the beach there is, like, a hangout. It's not, like, a beach, beach day. That's for Playa Blanca, and we're going to get into that. But, like, I would say, like, that's where you went if, like, it's the end of the day and you kind of just wanted to, like, grab a drink some great seafood my god the seafood that you can get on those beaches oh, yeah. get ready to haggle <laughs> but you will get some of the best fresh seafood i mean i had lobster i had shrimp and i'm broke y'all so don't, don't think this is don't think you know this thing like i mean that's how far that american dollar can stretch you yeah i had some great seafood i would get me a good beer and oh my we would gosh. just sit i mean i think every meal that i had in Cartagena was a seafood. Oh, that dish. local like, fried snapper. Like, oh listen to me. My you can go to all the gosh. restaurants you want. Go to the beach, get that <laughs> nice big um, fried snapper, and you'll thank me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was like, I don't know what seasonings, even though we watched, you know, some, some people cook it. Like, mm-hmm. it, it I, I just have not been able to replicate <laughs> those. Um, flavors you know once I got back home but I highly recommend anytime you have a chance to eat seafood in Colombia mm-hmm. especially Cartagena um, I highly advise you to do it and a fish a whole fish with rice and peas and plantains and salad oh yeah you're getting a full meal for like five dollars exactly yeah. um, you're getting a full meal you can definitely eat very well on vacation and not have to worry about spending a lot even I found like even more higher end restaurants oh absolutely really where, like you can go to a still a nice sit down restaurant and you don't have to spend all that money like we went to just great steak restaurants and things like that and you know a meal for two of us would be maybe fifty dollars around that point and i mean when i say two meals i mean two full full meals drinks Mm -hmm. and things like that so it was very like cost efficient i think um you know since i've returned i've started i've read even more especially planning this trip in october with the group 
Um, and I started reading about expats who lived there. And one of their motivations for moving there was the cost of living yeah. and how they can really live for a fraction mm-hmm. <laughs> of the cost that they were, you know, spending in the yeah. U.S. And so um, it's definitely, I think, a hidden gem that more and more people are learning about. Um, I wish I would have known about the city sooner because I do plan to make it an annual destination. Mm-hmm. And and thinking, just hearing you talk about Medi- Medellin. Yes. <laughs> and there's a Cali. and um, Yeah, I didn't even get to go to Cali and Bogota. So Bogota. that's my second trip plan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like these are other cities that I've heard such great things about that I, I want to explore. So um, yeah, get please people don't sleep on Columbia. <laughs> don't. And you mentioned the nightlife and I have to say this. One of the best things I did was achieve a bus tour. Oh, yes. So I was so able, me fun. and my boyfriend were able to meet up. We made some friends while we were there and we decided to do achieve a bus and it was so much fun. I had the whole bus um, singing happy birthday to me in Spanish <laughs> by the end of it. Um, and I was very, very drunk. Very, very <laughs> drunk off of very, very strong yes. um, Colombian beer. And just all, all all the liquor was on there. But you have to a take a Chiva bus. It's a great time. A lot of times they'll drive you into the Wall City and you can go to other just like local spots yes. to go. A lot of times they'll give you usually like a free entry into one. A club. Yeah, yes. and that you can stay in. And then most of the times people disperse from there. You can either stay there. You can go to other places. They had some rooftops also. To, that's worth checking yes. out. Like this, the center just becomes like a party. It is. And I remember when we were there, they had fireworks. We were like, what the fireworks <laughs> for? Like, you know, this is just a, a weekend thing. Okay, but yeah, I great. Must, I must <laughs> co-sign the Shiva bus or is it Chiva um (laughs) the one of the I think actually it was my birthday Mm -hmm. that I took the Shiva bus tour and oh my god me too (laughs) oh really (laughs) (laughs) and can I tell you I didn't need a party party I mean it was just it was so much it was the party um and we got to, you know, explore the city at night and with, like you said, lots of liquor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't drink um, beer, but I drank enough rum. <laughs> I drank rum. I drank beer. I drank it all. And then we ended up at a nightclub and the DJ was amazing. And the people, I mean, there were other Shiva bus tour yeah. groups mm-hmm. that all converged at this one club. And we just had the best time. And I actually made some friends there that I still keep in touch with. Yes, um, I did too. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so absolutely. It's just like you said, it's it's one big party <laughs> town and but you don't feel like you're being it's being forced upon you. You just no. feel like it's a celebration. It's you know So Cartagena is very popular, we know for just overall American tourists, but specifically African American travelers have been, I feel like in the last just several years, just have really like I feel like rediscover now I don't I don't like saying the word discover excuse me but they have just I feel like embraced it and just I see so many just like African-American travelers whether it's groups um I know a lot of people that did solo experiences and loved it and a lot of it is because of the um where it sits in the history of the diaspora so for those of you that don't know Colombia actually has the second largest population of African descendants behind Brazil in um, Latin America, and that's with 5 million people identifying either as black, 
mulatto or zambo so people that don't know zambo is kind of the mixture i believe of indigenous and black but it's different classifications there but essentially five million people identified do as black or mulatto so it has one of the largest populations of black people in latin america so when you and you, when you go to Cartagena, I feel like you see it, especially if you're comparing it to other cities. Like if I'm comparing it to Medellin, um, you feel kind of like a different culture. It's already in the coast, so it's a little more of a Caribbean culture. Yes. I would say like the blackness is more felt there. Hundred percent. And one of one of one thing that I always recommend to people, and I didn't get to even fully immerse myself in this as much as I wanted to but my second trip I definitely plan on going back is the home of Palakay. So for those of you that don't know Palakay is the first community that was pretty much built by freed slaves in the 1600s. These were enslaved Africans that came to Cartagena due to slave trade and essentially once they were freed they formed this community to pretty much preserve their culture and their traditions. Until this day, people actually still speak the Bantu language. Um, So you'll find Spanish, but a lot of people still speak Bantu. They still continue traditional dances, traditional customs living there Mm -hmm. till this day. And it was declared a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 2005. So Kim, I know this, this was actually one of the focal points of my article. And I did it with the guide. I'm so happy to hear that you're partnering up with Alex Rocha. So tell us about that experience. Wow. Um, again, um, thank you, Dana. Because, <laughs> I, you know what? I could literally become emotional talking about this experience. Um, because, you know, so often, you know, living here in America we don't get to experience the pride of what it is to be of African descent. I mean, the customs and, you know, um, the the history from our elders has gotten lost, um, kind of, sort of, in America. I mean, some of us are, the few of us are, you know, lucky to still have people that tell us stories about that experience of being, you know, transported from, you know, our homeland, the motherland to um, this country. However, Palenque, the pride, the love of um, their African heritage is felt from the time you enter this city um, to the time you walk away. Um, Let's talk about the, first I'm going to talk about just the signs um, that greet you as you come to this magical Mm. place. Um, A lot of these signs you have seen on social media with people um, in the, you know, foreground and there's a backdrop that says, I love being black and Mm -hmm. um, black lives matter. And there's, you know, quite a few other signs um, that just, you know, make you smile mm-hmm. and, and makes your heart smile. Um, and so Palenque, um, we took the tour. It was called um, The Real Cartagena. Mm-hmm. Well, the tour group by Alex Roche is The Real Cartagena. Experience The Real Cartagena. Experience The Real Cartagena, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alex was just 
beyond mm-hmm. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone fell in love with Alex. Alex's passion for um, the Afri- Afro-Colombian um, culture is, is just, it exudes from him, from the way he speaks, from the way he walks, to how the people in Palenque just adore him. And um, he gave us a th- very thorough um, tour of this city, which I think one other important thing to say about um, Palenque is that they're not governed by the laws and the rules of Cartagena. They have their own legal system. Mm -hmm. So they have their own jail. (laughs) They have their own um, courts of law. Um, And I I love the fact that they have that freedom and independence and control over their own community. Um, We got to see dancers. You know, we had performances done for us. There was this one amazing group called Kambilesa Me, and I'm going to spell it because I want you to Google (laughs) this group because sometimes they do come to the U.S. for performances. It's K-O-M-B-I-L-E-S-A, one word, M-I, M like Mary I, second word. And when I tell you their talent from singing to rapping to instruments, I mean, just spectacular. And they they perform, you know, as if they're getting paid to perform, you know, for each and every group that comes through. And I've spoken with people who have since gone. Um, they're they're just they're just amazing, amazing talents. They we also had a performance by um, elementary school um, students dancing and singing, and I literally felt like I was in Africa. I felt like I was back home. And the other amazing thing about this this place is that there's no TVs, there's no None, cell yeah. phones, like people enjoy each other. Mm. And now it's it's not a wealthy area, not many parts in, you know, Colombia, I won't say Colombia, but the parts, you know, the tours that I've seen, it's not a wealthy place, but, you know, Palenque, unfortunately, you can tell is even, you know, less on the um, income scale, but they are just happy they're just happy they're love when they see you it's just yes they're going to approach you to buy some type of ice cream Mm -hmm. or some fruits or whatever and I gladly obliged (laughs) Um, but these again are people that are just such a proud um, a a proud people And, and I highly I mean I would recommend let's just say this if you can't get a tour to Palenque (laughs) <laughs> Delay your trip until you can, because you really haven't yes. experienced what um, Colombia is really about as it relates to the um, slave trade and the um, African diaspora, unless you get to experience Palenque. And so, again, Alex Roche from Experience Real Cartagena, we are partnering with him again in October. Um, we're doing a couple of tours with him while we're there. And um, one will be the Shiva tour, another will be the tour to Palenque, and we're doing a, um, a city tour with him as well. Um, and so we're excited to do that partnership again. The fact that, um, again, this community was recognized by, by UNESCO mm-hmm. speaks volumes because Absolutely. 
you know, that's not something that's given out lightly. And um, it just, you know, it makes me know that this is authentic. This is, you know, the information that you receive when you're on this trip about what is this gentleman's name? Um, he's like the, oh, here it is. Um, oh, Freddie? Is it, was it? No, Ben, ben, ben Coles Biel Hall. I don't know where I got Freddie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so Close sorry enough. to him. No. Um, but he's known in that community mm-hmm. as the version of Harriet Tubman. Oh, okay. Where he freed the slaves and took them to this community and basically kept them from being captured or, you know, and so um, there's just it's so it's so it's such a rich legacy and so much history that, again, I can talk about this probably all day and probably get emotional if I really go into details. But um, we had a great tour, a great group of people um, on this tour. There were about 20 some odd um, all black mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, tour participants and we came from all different walks of lives and one is a curator at the african-american museum in um dc it's the smithsonian um there were quite a few hbcu grads there were um you know people who came from all different facets of life and we literally walked out um completely connected and you know quite a few of us stay connected to this day and then the last thing i really want to say about um that day, um, Alex knew it was my birthday and it was another gentleman's birthday. So after the tour, you stop and you go have lunch at a destination. Mm-hmm. So it, it's still close to Palenque. I don't think it's in Palenque, but it's before you get to um, back to you know the city, which I'm going to say it's about a two-hour journey, an hour mm-hmm. 45 minutes to yeah. two-hour journey. Well, we stopped to have lunch, another great seafood <laughs> experience. And out comes this amazing caramel cake with birthday mm. candles. And the whole place sung happy birthday to me and another gentleman whose birthday. birthday <laughs> they will sing happy birthday to you in a minute. I love it. But again, <laughs> something that did not have to happen. Um, by no means was I expecting it. But just, again, showing you just how pure and how family-oriented they are as a, a people. And so, um, I mean, I'm, I'm probably leaving off so much about Palenque, but I highly recommend if you want to get a taste of true African culture from a historic perspective, um, what it was like to, you know, not have electricity, and, you know, I mean, just how people came together to to entertain as a form of socializing versus, you know, watching TV or, you know, being on a computer screen and just the love um, and the pride that exists by being of African descent. I highly, highly recommend this as a a trip and you will want to go back. That's, you know, and I can't wait to go back in October. Great. All right, guys, we're coming to the end of our episode. So, Kim, give us your final thoughts of just why you think um, travelers should visit Cartagena. <laughs> um, why should travelers visit Cartagena? That's a great question. Um, and, you know, I'm not probably going to answer for everyone, 
However, I will say this. Um, I have come back changed. Um, I am forever changed by my experience in Cartagena. It is a community that embraces. It is a community that is rich in history. It is a place where you can also turn up. <laughs> um, it's a pl and have fun. And um, you know, there's places that you go where you know you visit, and and that's it's not your native language. So of course we know that the native language of Colombia, Cartagena, is Spanish. Well, I speak very little. You know, I understand a little more than I could speak it. Well, I understand a lot more than I could speak it. But the people of Colombia and Cartagena try their hardest. They absolutely do. <laughs> they really do. They, they try to accommodate you yes, so well. They will try so hard to, even if they speak 2% English, they are going to try to communicate with you. And so that you walk away with whatever it is that mm -hmm. you want or need, or, you know, they, they definitely, it's a people, it's a, it's, I call it a happy place. Um, mm -hmm. Because even outside of Palenque, the wall city, I haven't had the chance to experience Boca, Boca Grande in a um, big way, but the social, the socialization of um, families and community from their dancing in the street on a regular Tuesday night okay. doing salsa, spending two and a half hours having dinner, just looking in each other's faces. Um, there's just so much love. It's a happy place. And it's hard for me to say why you should go, but I highly recommend that you do. And the one thing that I can promise is that when you come back, you will be glad that you did. Um, so it has something for everyone. And, and you can't beat the exchange rate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let, let, let you know. But that was very well said. And the only thing I will add into pretty much visiting Colombia as a whole, I feel like the country itself has a lot to offer. I definitely, I, I already plan on going back just to visit um, Bogota and Cali. Mm -hmm. I would like to go back to Medellin just to see more of it. Mm -hmm. I want to go to more neighborhoods. I honestly feel like just the overall country has so much to offer. I, I truly love the culture. I love learning about the people. Cartagena specifically to me is just a very special place. I and I feel like for black travelers, especially learning about our history as it connects to just outside of America. Yes. It is so important to learn about that. And I will say specifically for black travelers, I felt so my I felt like I was embraced not just even as like a traveler, an American traveler, but specifically as a black um honestly traveler. I, you know, much like sister and brother, and they yes. were happy, I feel like, to see me almost Absolutely. as much as I was happy to see them. Absolutely. And you, you feel that connection. Yes. And all I got to say is to anyone that's, you know, on the fence about going, take any reservation you have and honestly put it to the side. It is a beautiful place to visit, and it is worth the trip. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. I agree. <laughs> 100%.
Okay, so if you're interested in traveling with Kim and learning about her other group tours, unfortunately, that Papahenna tour is already uh, yeah, closed we out. Yeah, that about mm-hmm. two and a half weeks ago. So, but please, please um, follow yes, us. You have, she has other tours coming up. You can visit her website at www.blacktravelculture.com or you can follow her on Instagram at blacktravelculture. So definitely keep in contact with her on her upcoming tours. Happy travels, everyone. Thank you, Dana.